So, the way people see you, um, or the, the way they see oneself, is definitely not the way we feel within ourselves. And uh, the way other people see us is almost like a nicely, it's almost like they're looking, they're going into you somewhere like Waitrose and, you know, Whole Foods, or they look at this nicely packaged, glossy, uh, you know, rye, brown, multi-seeded bloomer uh, bread. Uh, yeah, that has been freshly baked. Uh, and uh, that's not how we feel. <laughs> uh, I, I feel like a, like a, a, a jelly bean stuffed uh, with uh, some strawberry white chocolate cream and... Uh, uh, just a little bit, maybe a drop of mint and uh, some fresh basil. <laughs> uh, I feel uh, inadequate and um, like I'm the wrong mix. And uh, the reason why I and many, many people feel the way I do is because we contain all these parts within us which are at war with one another. Or I would much rather say that they are opposites uh, in terms of their needs, their wants and desires. They have unique needs, wants and desires. And they are their own people. Um, more than anything, they uh, have their own dreams and uh, their own past. And one might ask, yeah, how, how, the, how the hell have these parts developed? Again, same story, same, same background, same archetype. He was developed in childhood when mum and dad fought, when, uh, uh, you know, our, one of our schoolmates bullied us on our way home, when uh, we were shamed for smoking, smoking our first cigarette. Uh, when, yeah, so we had to develop, we had to split within and we had to develop these um, Siamese twins within um, so that we could leave the other twin behind and identify with the one that was acceptable uh, and the one that could survive and uh, had potential and in, you know, autonomy. Um, so that we could come out of invisibility and pain and laziness and you know whatever pain is associated with these days but um, yeah fragmentation is the world's the world's disease I wouldn't really uh, label it as a disease but um it's uh, fragmentation. It's is is another another you and another me in itself. Uh, it's another form of oneness. Uh, the reason why the reason why when we fall in love, we we only positively focus. We feel that we belong. We feel more whole. Is because we're walking around fragmented and. 
that when we do fall in love, we, uh, we, we are only positively focusing on the other person. We are absolutely infatu infatuated with the other person. And uh, I think that is the ideal, optimum, optimal way of looking at life and living in a day. There is no other way to live. There is no other way to live than <laughs> being fully infatuated with the day ahead, within, and uh, the world at large. So try and fall in love again with the world. transform yourself. You can't make yourself sane, you can't make yourself loving, you can't make yourself unselfish. And yet it's absolutely necessary that we be that way. It's absolutely necessary. If we are going to hand over the direction of nature to nature, which is what it comes to, it's absolutely necessary that we let go of ourselves and it can't be done. Not by anything that we call doing it, acting, willing, or even just accepting things. You can't do it. Why? Because you don't really exist as that kind of a separate ego or personality. It's just an idea based on a phony feeling. So when it comes down to it, It's shocking news for us, for the human race, for our pride. You're only making a mess by trying to put things straight. You're trying to straighten out a wiggly world and no wonder you're in trouble. So you can't do anything. So you can't transform yourself. And what can you do? What happens then if you actually realize you've come to a dead end? And the human race has come to a dead end, in my opinion. What then? Commit suicide? Or is there something else? What happens when you just wait? There's nothing you can do. You watch. And all you see is what goes on that is happening of itself. You're breathing. The wind is blowing. The trees are waving, your blood is circulating, your nerves are tingling. It's all going on of itself. But do you know that's you? That's the real you. The you that goes on of itself. It's not the symbol. It's not the person. It's you that's happening as when you breathe. Yes, you can get the feeling that I am breathing by shoving your breath, but your breath goes on day in and day out without you doing anything about it or even thinking of it. The same way your brain is functioning without you forcing it. So when you come to a dead end, and we are individually and socially now in 1971 at a dead end, this is the moment of which it is said man's extremity is God's opportunity. Because we have to stop. And when we stop, we find a world that is happening, 
rather than being done, being shoved. And that happening, as distinct from doing, is our fundamental self. And our fundamental self is not something just inside the skin. It's everything around us with which we connect. When you look out of your eyes at nature happening out there, you're looking at you. I'm not going to say what we should do from then on, but simply that before we think of doing anything in this critical situation, we realize the completely illusory nature of the beings that we think we are and get back again to the beings that we really are, which includes all this outside world, no longer left outside. My gay guy at the counter, honey, set me up, honey. Oh, honey. <laughs> honey. What woman talks like that? What woman talks like that? I think you're Yeah. Sure. Whatever happens in my real life, I take that straight to work with me. <laughs> I want to talk. Bitch. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> was sobbing in the, the parking lot of Boston oh, Medical nice. Center. <laughs> covered in face lesions, on the phone, getting fired, while I was living in a closet in JP. When I moved in, there was a Nalgene bottle filled with piss there, and I paid 250 a month because I just worked on <laughs> the house, but that's neither here nor there. It was full tilt humiliation. I loved it. Ah! I offered a legitimate injustice. You know how many times people get fired for the wrong reasons, get jailed for the wrong reasons? I mean, you know, everybody's like, my boss is crazy. That's like when people break up and they're like, my crazy ex. Or my crazy Maybe roommate. Maybe it's you, Linda. Yeah. yeah. Especially with the roommate situation. Oh, but yeah, bitch, I'm the I'm the crazy roommate. I'll tell you that. Thank fucking God I don't have a roommate. Uh, but I'm the crazy roommate. Uh, I will smack you, slam you, uh, dunk you, uh, humiliate you, insult you, uh, and blame it on my mental illness. I always get stuck with bad roommates. It's like you're yeah. the bad roommate, you yeah. idiot. Ooh, it's you. It's you. Anyway, you. I'm gonna say this again. If you leave something in the in the sink, uh, especially it's which is something that I inherited from my mum, the attitude because my mum used to come home in a mood and uh, just uh, give us hell for the one point five dishes dishes that we had left uh, in the sink during the day, like uh, a little bowl, toddler size, uh, with maybe a half of a cup of you know I don't know some filtered coffee and uh, just uh, scream at the top of our lungs. Uh, as I explained, it's just, just like a, a, yeah. And make you feel like you were the uninvited, uh, un totally unwelcome and uh, inadequate and, uh, you know, uh, uh, orthodox, unorthodox <laughs> a guest in her house. And that's it. And then, you know, every time I, and then she would just make me feel like, oh shit, like, 
Is is she, she my real mom? Like, was I was it, somehow? Is it possible that I might have been adopted? <laughs> yeah, that part. Unreleased and having a job that is not your dream job because you do get to go home and not think about it. Okay. Yeah, uh, that's only with shit jobs, uh, jobs in hospitality. Uh, I'm not going to be classist, and I don't have any, you know. Um, I don't know. I don't have any judgment. I'm just saying, uh, especially jobs in hospitality, shit jobs. <laughs> uh, because you are giving it your all during the day. In in in, in uh, over the period of ten hours in a day, uh, ten to twelve hours. Sometimes I've heard some people working thirteen thirteen hours. You're just you're killing yourself over uh, making someone else money, and that's it. You mentally punch out. You go home yeah. and live your life. You leave it at you yeah. leave it at the all the yeah exactly. When you're self-employed, yeah. it's wonderful, but you oh, never have bitch, a break. Yeah. Right. Yeah. When you're self-employed, you don't get a break. Uh, you are the CEO, the secretary, the admin, uh, and the uh, the your own. The accountant, possibly, of your own one-man, one-person company, and if that expands, it just it gets very complicated, because uh, emotions are involved, uh, uh, relationships, and uh, the the actual well-being and profit of the company and the financial health of the company is at risk, and uh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this: any CEO will fuck up his own company to fuck the person that they are feeling very fond of and they you know the person they might first person they might employ as their first employee in their company so that's it and um if they do a very good job they might marry them who knows also just to remind people uh, uh almost like a, a girl interrupted add um reality is um, i will say a thing <laughs> well i think the the one of the again reality is quite a job and b it is a job and but c part of it is about being a person yeah Oh, part of our job is literally the mechanics of being a person. Some people are fans of you, but some people are fans of you. In the real world, I'm a creeper. I'm a definition of a <laughs> yeah. creeper. Uh -huh. Yeah. In, in the real world, uh, uh, off camera, I'm, st I'm sitting outside Sainsbury's in the brewery with a uh, double espresso uh, uh, with a dash of uh, almond milk, topped with a dash of almond milk, uh, on my bad days, as almond milk is the, the lowest in fat. Uh, so I, I have to obviously seek, uh, seek approval for my, uh, my eating disorder, uh, to have any fat content, uh, in food. Uh, I'm sitting outside, outside Sainsbury's on a bench, uh, 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 with a, a bottle of brandy <laughs> pouring in, pouring, yeah, pour in a pouring rain, pouring rain, and, uh, pouring 
pouring brandy in my cordado and then dancing uh, across the road from the car park uh, on uh, Afrobeat. And that's it. And it, you either like it or you don't. And if you don't, get the fuck out. That's the woman for me. <laughs> So in high school, uh, I was everyone and everything. I was the geek, I was the whore, I was the, the slut, I was the, uh, the punk child, uh, the uh, rotten, uh, heavy black metal with a faux, black faux leather pants that no one had, you know, you know. Uh, I was the uh, fashionista, I was the coffee snob, uh, you know, he reads too many books and just, uh, 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 cracks up and out uh, mid lesson out loud but no one can tell her anything because she's way too prepared prepared and uh, prepared and she's way too uh, academic and none of my teachers and none of my professors could say shit to me because I was uh, uh, like uh, a wonder child uh, in my class like they were scared of me they were scared to ask me questions because I would uh, tangle their uh, logic and uh, qu uh, I would question and question and question every single thing they were questioning me to the point where they would just give up and also I would embarrass them in front in front of my you know my, 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 my classmates um, and um, yeah um, so, also, I was the sports uh, kind of cheerleader, or whatever the fuck, I don't know, I was the everything, just uh, <laughs> the not very well one, you know, the one with a, a slight problem, uh, you know, everything. And I even had uh, uh, one of my, one of my high school friends, he was much older than me. Because for some reason, I would always abandon my classmates and the people that I kind of grew up with. I would abandon them for this like older guy, you know, who would come out of nowhere and <laughs> he was he was like the lonely wolf uh, in that you know uh, in the area and the community and like never fit fitted in and possibly his brother might have committed suicide or I don't know just. Yeah, the invalidated one, the, uh, you know, but the very intelligent one. So I would always, always, always like be kind of like, uh, just, uh, I would make myself a match to people like that. And guess what? I've learned a lot from them. And um, yeah, um, just, yeah. So I was everything in high school. But yeah, high school years were absolutely grueling. But uh, also they were... Um, Intensive, intensively, intensely, intensely, uh, intensely kind of versatile in how I developed emotionally. Um, there was kind, there was solidarity in my class. There was support, but also we were growing apart and individually, and that really, and really, it really felt like it hurt. It was painful because we were all developing in these beautifully like blossoming kind of flowers and everyone had their own kind of hobbies <laughs> and you know kind of life 
career to pursue. And uh, you know, you might say, okay, what are you doing at the moment? <laughs> this is where the this is where it's gone beyond the joke. And I'm pretty sure that some of my classmates who we might have thought uh, and never maybe possibly believed in and thought they would probably not, um, let's just say, uh, amount to anything. Some of them are very successful, very successful. And uh, yeah, and that's it. <laughs> Are you a hometown hero? That'll be a hometown shame. I'm... I'm a hometown. What happened to her? And that's it. Like, I've been getting messages from people from my past. Are you okay? XX. Hope you're okay. Voicemails. Hi, Alex. We've been thinking about you. Are you okay? No. I wasn't okay, but I'm okay now. Sometimes I'm okay, and then, you know, everything's working out for me, and then other times I'm suicidal and, and that's okay it's called borderline BPD thank you it gets better but first it has to get worse <gasps> I have just had a sit-down meal in a, a vegan Chinese restaurant and fully challenged my eating disorder uh, and my anorexia is absolutely screaming at me it's out of control I have challenged it but apparently uh, when you do so when you do challenge it it works uh, it means you are recovering and uh, I feel less fidgety within myself. My nervous system has somehow calmed down and uh, uh, I feel more grounded. That's the word. Uh, that's the word. So uh, kind of uh, more uh, belonging uh, to this, you know, kind of belonging to this planet rather than uh, feeling completely spaced out and alienated physically and mentally and looking to belong somewhere um, also I'm feeling kind of less exposed uh, to other people and less paranoid uh, and less maybe judgmental of myself um, outside of my eating disorder and not really considering what my eating disorder is saying with regards to my eating disorder and what is saying and what is screaming at me right now it's just uh, uh, I'm not going to I'm going to check just as Abraham says Hicks says you know I'm going to forget about it I'm going to change the subject not today I'm going to fully embrace and celebrate the fact that I had one of my favorite meals which is braised bean curd with uh, a nice garlicky teriyaki uh, sauce red peppers uh, Chinese mushrooms and uh, oyster mushrooms oyster mushrooms uh, and that's the most important thing it's celebrating celebrate your suffering 
celebrate yourselves in your suffering and if you do so then you're validating the suffering within which uh, in return um, yields yields joy and the opposite of suffering so yeah um, celebrate yourselves I guess that's the uh, the, the, the current theme and the uh, occur, uh, occur, uh, occurring theme of our lives um, celebrate yourselves in your gutter or in your glamour in your gore and in your uh, misery Instead of saying, hey, smile a little, say nothing. Or say something that is funny, that doesn't include her appearance. Instead of asking, do you have a boyfriend? Ask whether she prefers cats or dogs. And if you disagree, have a duel. If she looks tired or not interested or she's busy, let her be free. Tell her to have a lovely day without sounding sarcastic and prance away like a honey badger. Be kind and sincere. You don't have to prove to impress and it's fine to say, hey, I like your dress.
Otello beat on YouTube. YouTube. So, uh, yeah, just as I said, as uh, these days, uh, um, I constantly, constantly um, visualize and think of a, a life where I'm, I don't restrict and where I fully allow myself to be in the present moment um, and choose and um, uh, taste uh, whatever foods I feel like and um, it's really painful it's almost like being trapped in a glass house uh, behind a glass wall where uh, I can't really touch the world outside but I can see them but I can't really hear them you know I can't experience them I can't experience the world outside I can't but I can see them I can see the world unfolding and it's just the worst pain to be in it's the worst pain and uh, there's this other uh, uh, reoccurring theme in anorexia um, which is and not just anorexia but any eating disorder that wants to keep itself going like a parasite within a, a host which is you're not ill enough you're not skinny enough to deserve help um, and um, once you start eating you know and uh, kind of upping your food intake even though that even though it might not contain a very diverse uh, range of foods it could be just one thing that you have added to your daily intake it tells you well now now you definitely don't deserve help anymore because you have it's almost like a very uh, abusive parent who constantly punishes their child uh, for wanting a, you know a small half of a I don't know something you know ice cream or I don't know yeah and um, this is the most uh, chronic uh, kind of thought that we we have within ourselves uh also you have you know having to live with this, this this condition which is uh you're not ill enough you're not skinny you're not as critical you're not critical anymore uh, you are gaining some weight so you don't you're not really ill anymore so you can't really identify with this eating disorder anymore because you're not worth it and you yeah and uh, this, this is what is keeping us um, stuck in, 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 in this illness. And also, uh, it's another uh, kind of, uh, uh, it's another sign. If you're still thinking that you, you, you are not ill enough to deserve help, then it's another sign that you are still ill. The thing is, when you are critically underweight in a hospital, you still think that you are not ill enough and you're constantly comparing yourself to the other patients in the hospital, you know, um, 
um, um, that uh, they are more deserving and they are actually to be validated and that they are ill enough to, to, to deserve the treatment whereas you're not and you're not you're not worthy and you shouldn't be there and you're an embarrassment and you know uh, you are a fraud Am I scared of the world? Yes, I am. Are we scared of the world? Yes, we are. But the world is us. And you are me, and I is I, and you are I. <laughs> uh, and the concept of wholeness and oneness is you and I. We are intrinsically not separate from one another. We just see ourselves separate because we live in a separate um, three-dimensional reality. And someone might say, ah, just, just stop with this spiritual BS. Um, <laughs> this, is, this, is, this, is, this is the reality. This is life. And life is tough and prickly, um, according to uh, the quote Alan Watts. Um, and uh, it, the, it's the, uh, the survival of the fittest and of the illest. And if you're not tough, which in, indirectly is to say, if you don't constantly invalidate yourself and invalidate the vulnerable part within you and the victim side of self that that really suffered in childhood uh, you're not going to get anywhere because you're just going to cry and moan and whine and take your time and in your whining and you're, you're not really going to get anywhere and this is where I come in and I say well in order for us to fully integrate uh, the and uh, thrive in this aspect of ourselves which is the survivor self we have to fully validate the victim self um, so that uh, in this adult self version that we are currently experiencing we can um, integrate these two aspects with the adult self and move on and move on Mary move on <laughs>